Singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 16 for one more look at verse 18. On our previous study taken from this 18th verse, our focus was on the certainty of the church, the architect of the church, and we began to look at the endurance of the church. Now today, we will continue to focus on the endurance of the church based on the statement of Jesus that all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. The phrase, the gates of hell, refers to death. The word used for hell is the Greek word Hades, the Sheol of the Old Testament, which refers to the unseen world and means death. So Jesus is saying that the gates of death shall not prevail against his church. Now, here once again is verse 18 of Matthew chapter 16, and it reads as follows. You are Peter, a stone, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of death shall not prevail against it.
Now, here to bring us our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus and his disciples were at Caesarea Philippi, which is today called Banias. It was one of the centers of the Decapolis, lying about 50 miles, or 80 kilometers, southwest of Damascus, at an altitude of 1,150 feet, or 350 meters, on the southern slopes of Mount Hermon. Here Jesus asked his disciples who they thought he was. A crucial question. Who do you think I am? If they were going to be followers of Jesus, it was urgent that they knew who they were following. They needed to be crystal clear on his identity. Peter, speaking for himself and the others, said these remarkable words. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Matthew 16, 16. Jesus replied, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not overcome it. For a number of programs, I have focused on these words of Peter and Jesus. I noted the church and its Lord, second, its certainty, third, its architect, and fourth, its endurance. I began on the last program a look at Jesus' words about this church, that the gates of Hades shall not overcome it. Evidently, although the church and Christians would have extreme opposition, yet absolutely nothing would destroy the church, not even the gates of hell. I noted yesterday that the supposedly bottomless cave in that cliff near which Jesus and his disciples stood was considered by some as the gate of hell. Perhaps Jesus pointed to that cave when he spoke these words. Today I want to speak about the words further. What is it that could, except for the Lord's intervention, destroy or overcome the church? What did Jesus mean by the gates of hell or Hades? Gates in a city would allow people to come in. Evidently, there are gates which will not open and swallow the church. Let's look a bit further at these words of Jesus. The expression, the gates of Hades, was used in Jewish as well as non-Jewish literature to refer to death and dying. If that's what Jesus meant, then he was saying that the powers of death will not defeat the church. Death is Satan's greatest triumph. Death is not normal to the human situation. It was the result of sin. Paul clearly states that it was sin that brought with it human death, human disintegration and dissolution. Death was not a part of God's design for humans. Adam and Eve were created to live forever. They were not created to die. Death was not a part of the image of God in man. But sin entered the human race, and so death passed upon all humans. Now, Jesus said with this statement that even physical death would not overcome or defeat the church. Satan's greatest triumph couldn't and wouldn't destroy Christ's church. The church would endure any and every onslaught of the evil one. Now, this understanding of Jesus' words has some implications. 
To whose death was Jesus referring? Perhaps to his own. By this statement, Jesus alluded in a veiled way to his coming death. Even that would not prevent the church from being built, finally, to a complete body. Perhaps Jesus was informing his disciples of his approaching death. In fact, in the next verses, Jesus clearly predicts his death. Matthew writes that Jesus informed his disciples that he must be killed. Chapter 16, verse 21. Maybe that's what Jesus meant by the gates of Hades or hell. But Matthew also writes that he informed them that on the third day he would be raised to life. God would not leave his soul in hell, the scriptures say. Luke in Acts 2.24 writes that it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. The gates of Hades would not close over him forever. He would not be swallowed up behind those gates. So Jesus was anticipating his death, but was also anticipating his resurrection. But I believe that Jesus was also including the death and resurrection of every believer in these words. Physical death of individual Christians would not kill the church. It would not prevent the church of Jesus Christ from being built. Satan's greatest victory, physical, bodily death of Christians, would not defeat the church. Those gates of hell will not swallow up one single believer and hold him. How could that be? Just as God raised Jesus from the grave, so will he raise every believer. Death couldn't hold Jesus, and death will not hold a single believer who has Christ's life. Death is robbed of its victory. This means that in a veiled way, Jesus was referring to the resurrection of the body, his and every believer before him. Satan will not have a victory, not over Christ, nor over one single believer who possesses Christ's life. Neither sin nor Satan will be able to defeat the building of the church, not even by death. The Apostle John, who wrote the book called The Revelation, saw Jesus in heaven and he writes, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then Jesus said to him, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and of Hades. Interesting. Hades couldn't hold him. Its gates were his to open. The church of Jesus Christ will never die. It has his resurrection life. And nothing that Satan can devise will defeat it. It may change in form and structure, but it will never change in nature and it will never die. Multitudes of religions have come and gone. Often the death of the founder killed the movement. I spoke to a young man just yesterday whose brother was caught up in a religion that followed a man. The founder died many years ago, promising that he would be raised. After all these years, he's still in the grave, and he will remain there. The movement is dead because its founder is. Not so the church. 
the gates of Hades, death, couldn't hold or defeat Jesus, and neither will it defeat his church. We shall rise, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. In the resurrection morning, when the dead in Christ shall rise, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. Then the saints will come rejoicing, and no tears will there be found. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise, hallelujah, in the resurrection morning. When this prison bars are broken, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. In this resurrection morning, blessed thought it is to me. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. I shall see my blessed Savior who so freely died for me. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise, hallelujah, in the resurrection morning. When this prison bars are broken, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. In the resurrection morning, we shall meet him in the air. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. And be carried up to glory to our home so bright and fair. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. We shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise, amen. We shall rise, hallelujah, in the resurrection morning. When this prison bars are broken, we shall rise, hallelujah, we shall rise. We shall rise, we shall rise, we shall What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.